It's the Perry and Shauna podcast on the real life journey with you, reminding you that you are Abba's beloved child and that Jesus has called you into his massive mission to heal the world. When I was 13 years old, it was the Christmas story that absolutely captured my heart and made me decide to give my life to Jesus. I grew up in a Christian home, so I, I, I always knew about God's love for me, and I loved him back. But it was that year, the Christmas story, that, that God so longed to be with us that he sent his son, Jesus Emmanuel, to be human, to be like us, and to be among us. That just rocked my world. It was like, why would a God who lived in heaven had, you know, 24-7 being praised, being worshipped, everything's perfect there. Why would he leave all of that to come to earth and to be with me, to be among us, to be one of us, to be among us? So it just made me fall in love with him so much when I understood that he did that to be with us and to save us so that he could be with us for all eternity. All of that just won my heart. And I was like, all right, if my whole family abandons the faith, I'm not going anywhere. It's you and me, Jesus, forever. I want to be with you too. But it is that's the part of the Christmas story that rocks my world, that that God desires to be with us. And if you are familiar with scripture, if you know the story of the Bible, the story of Jesus from beginning to end, God has always wanted to be with us. This is really consistent with who he is. It's not a fluke thing, him sending Jesus, you know, the Father sending the Son to earth to be with us. It, it, it's true to who he's always been. Back in the Garden of Eden, God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. He wanted to be with them. And then in the tabernacle, the tabernacle represents God's presence in the midst of his people and the, the place where his people would meet with him that he would meet with them. That's the place where they they came together. And then the temple itself, 1 Kings 8.11 says, the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So we see, okay, God's always wanted to be with his people. And so then him sending Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, it just falls in line with who he is. This is consistent with who he is. And then when Jesus left, he said, Very truly, I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So again, present in Jesus the Son, present in the Holy Spirit with us. And God has a plan for us to be with him forever and ever and ever. And if I go and prepare a place for you, John 14, 3 says, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. So God's always wanted to be with his people. This is his plan from the beginning. And it's his plan, not even just for now and not just historically, but it's his, his plan for the future as well to be with us. Who is like our God? There is no God like our God. Of course, he's the living God, but many people have different ideas of and beliefs in certain gods. But there is no God like the God of the Bible who wants a relationship Mm. with these little creatures that he has made and stamped his image on us. And it says that when when God carved and formed Adam out of the clay, he breathed into him. He breathed his very life and spirit into Adam and into us. Mm-hmm. Who is like our God? Yeah, and he's he's consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, Forever. So yeah, if it rocks your world that like, why would God be human? Why would he leave heaven 
and be among us. This has always been the story. This has always been true of him. He's always wanted to be with you. It's the reason you were created, to be with God, to be in this intimate love relationship with God. And if this, if Christmas time, this Christmas season, which is all about togetherness and coziness and and even there's a lot of romance around Christmas. If that is hard for you, if that conjures up feelings of loneliness, I would want you to get this truth this morning of God's heart for you, that he has chosen you, that he sees you, that he pursues you, that he loves you, that from the beginning of time, from the beginning of created you, creating you, his desire has been, I want to be with you every moment of your life, every moment of every day. So if you are feeling lonely this Christmas, please know you are not alone. God is with you and he loves you. He's always wanted you. He's always wanted to be near you and gone to incredible great lengths to ensure that he could be with you, not just now, but forever. So if you are feeling alone this Christmas, it's an illusion. It's actually a lie. The enemy wants you to think that you're alone, but there is a God who made you so that he could be with you because he loves you. You're not alone. It's Christmas. The Prince of Peace has come. But if you're thinking, where's the peace? I'm right there with you. Mm. So much warring going on in our warring world. And yet, he really is the Prince of Peace, and he really has come. Isaiah 9. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. There's not worldwide peace yet, but it's coming. Mm. Jesus is coming to set all things right. He will restore everything that's broken. But what about now? I mean, we need to live. Right. What about now? Well, I think that we want the same thing that the people of the day wanted when Jesus came. We want him to come and rule on this earth governmentally, like take over all the things that are wrong and make them right. Mm-hmm. I think we still long for that. Yeah. And that is that is the true longing, you know, that we should have. But right now, it's not that. You have the Prince of Peace in your heart, though. He's in your heart. He's in your life. You're in him. And mm-hmm. he calls you into your world to set things right. He calls you and me to bring the kingdom into the chaos, into the mess, to feed the poor, to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to bring the good news of forgiveness of sin through Jesus. But it's a war to bring the kingdom into the brokenness. We are in a war. We have an enemy filled with fury at anything being set right. I don't know if you've noticed this, whenever you set out to do something right, you get opposition. Mm-hmm. I notice that. Yeah, there's always pushback. Yeah. And the enemy wants us to feel that evil is invincible. He wants us to look at what's going on in Ukraine and the Middle East and our cities. And he wants to feel like 
evil is invincible. He wants us to give way to despair, to give up. It's like in Lord of the Rings because at the end of the day, everything comes back to Lord of the Rings. Frodo's task is to destroy the evil ring that's been corrupting the earth, to destroy it in the fires of Mordor. I love saying that. Mordor. Say it, Shauna. Mordor. Oh, that was good. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's a shot in the dark since I'm not as big of a fan as you are. But it's a long way to... Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way to Mordor. 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 No, don't, 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 don't roll the R. It's Mordor. Mordor. Yeah, it's a long way there. That was wrong. That was wrong. I'll keep working on it. You'll get there. So where was I? The evil ring is destroying Frodo. It corrupts everything. It's corrupting even innocent Frodo. That's when Samwise pours out his lament of hope to Frodo. I can't do this, Sam. I know it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't, because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? That there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. It makes me want to just run back into Mordor with that ring. <laughs> you know, it's already been destroyed. I can't do that, but it just, that's a that's better than a Jim Harbaugh halftime pep talk right there. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, we must not give way to discouragement and Mm -hmm. despair because we win in the end and we get to bring the kingdom into the chaos now, but I get becoming weary. But with your every act of kindness, you are building a kingdom that will never pass away. We get to pull some of heaven into earth. And sometimes we need that heaven to come into Mm -hmm. us and our own brokenness. Mm -hmm. Actually, not sometimes. Every day I need that that kingdom of heaven to come into me and that God would reign more in me. But then through me, you know, we're rebuilders, we're renewers, we're restorers. That's our calling as God's people. As image bearers, we get to bring that today wherever we go. We get to to bring hope and light. I mean, Advent, this Christmas season, it's all about the expectation and the hope and the desire, right, of that God is our hope, that he's our joy, that he's our peace, that he's the love that we long for, that our hearts ache for. Mm-hmm. And we get to we get to represent to represent Jesus mm. this Christmas season. Yeah, Lord, fill us with the Holy Spirit to do that. Galatians six nine. So don't become weary in doing good, for at the right time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And we'll hear one day, well done.
As we're wrapping up another year and about ready to step into a brand new year, one of the realities for me is there's something I've been praying about for years and we're stepping into a brand new year and that still hasn't been resolved. And there's a part of me that is a little bit frustrated by that, if I'm honest. There's a part of me that's that's disappointed with the reality of that. And a few weeks ago, I was kind of having it out with the Lord, just being really honest about my frustration. And I was trying to explain to him that this is actually keeping me from what he's calling me into. Like, this is a hindrance and this is an obstacle. And if he would just take care of that, then I would be able to, you know, freely step into everything he has for me. Why doesn't he listen to our plan for my life? <laughs> my plan for my life. I don't get that. I don't know, but I'll tell you what, he he did respond. I felt like his response to me was what you're walking through, this this thing that you want me to remove is not an obstacle to who you're meant to become. It's actually making you who you're meant to become. And and that was a bittersweet because there's part of hearing that that was really hard for me to hear because I'm hearing, oh, you're not taking it away is Mm -hmm. kind of what I was hearing. But I was also hearing, okay, there's purpose in this. This is not just senseless. God's doing something. And not only is he just doing something, but he's doing something good. He's propelling you forward through it. He is. And here's the thing in the, the very thing that I want to go away is the thing that pulls me into him again and again and again to draw near to him and to trust him and to yep. to rely on him in greater measure. Isn't it those hard things in life that make us so dependent and we need them because I actually want to be self-sufficient and I want to be able to handle it on my own and God knows that so he, he gives us these gifts. Yeah. If you want to call them gifts. <laughs> right. Right. So if you're if you're, you know, wrapping up 2023 and there's a part of you that that feels a little bit disappointed or frustrated that we're going to step into a brand new year and we're going to carry that with us into the new year. I just want to remind you this morning, I first of all, I feel you. I get it. Yeah. But also, God is so good. And in, in the midst of what you're going through, he is faithful. He is your steady rock. He will see you through what you are walking through right now. You can trust him to be your rock solid. You can trust him to hold you in the midst of it. You know, it just blows me away that that God wants to be with us so much that you know, Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven and became a baby and lived out a life that would lead to my redemption just to be with me and you, to be with his people. It it blows me away. And then I think of Mary and I have to wonder, you know, was she thinking, why? She must have been. Why would you choose me Mm -hmm. to carry the Messiah? Right. To carry the Son of God? You know, I'm just... There's the movie, The Nativity, and there's a conversation between Mary and Elizabeth, and Mary says, you know, I'm nothing. I am nothing. Why would he choose me? Mm-hmm. And I think she did have that kind of humility, but it had to just blow her mind, and it just changed the whole trajectory of history that, mm-hmm. that she said, yes, you know, right. may it be unto me as you have said, she said to the angel, And the thing, you know, the thing about that is 
that is a beautiful picture of what God is still doing today because he's poured out his spirit. He, Jesus lived the perfect life. Yes, he was, he was carried by Mary, right? And he lived the perfect life and he died for you and me. And then he poured out his spirit. And now when you and I say yes to Jesus, we carry mm. mm-hmm. the presence of God. We carry Christ. We carry Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the same question that she had is the same question that I asked myself. Why? Why me? Why would you choose? I'm nothing. Why would you choose me? Mm-hmm. And yet the correct response is, may it be to me as you have said. You know, so ev- everywhere we go today, the things that we're doing when we're at work, when we're with our family, all that we're walking through today, we're carriers of the gospel. We're carriers of the good news, of the presence of the Christ child. Yeah, we are. And God sees you. God knows you. God loves you. He chose you before the creation of the world. He chose me before the creation of the world to to be with him forever. And I don't really know why. I know it's because of him and what he's like. I know when I see his face, I'm going to understand. As we kind of wrap up 2023, I do you have any kind of practice of like reflecting on the year before you step into the new year? Yeah, I do. It'll probably be the last week of December mm-hmm. where I sit in my sunroom and do some reflection and, and of course, looking ahead. I'm kind of a looking ahead kind of person. More than a looking back. I do a little combination of both. So some of my looking back helps me to look forward. And I sure. I learned this tool from a really good friend of mine from a, a leadership organization that I worked for and that he owned. Anyway, I'll look at the big chunks of areas of my life, like spiritually, uh, relationally, you know, with my spouse, with with friends, with family, all that Um work, like all these different big areas of my life. And I'll ask the question, what's right? What's wrong? What's missing? And what's confused? And that helps me to understand where I'm at. So as as I look forward into 2024, I like to make them, you know, I'd like to figure out where I'm going. Like, where do I want to be? Who do I want to be in January of 2025? And in order to know how to get there, I kind of have to know where I am. And so I'll spend some time that week, that same week, probably between Christmas and New Year's with the Lord, just kind of asking those questions, doing some assessing and helping to understand where I am so I can make a roadmap from here to there. You are a wise Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't done that work yet, but I have done some like just reflecting on 2023 and some of the stuff that I've learned. Yeah. So kind of like big picture, 30,000 foot. One of the things that I take away from 2023 is just how utterly safe I am in God. Maybe this is like, duh, Shauna, how did you not know that already? But some of the learnings of 2023 have revealed to me and surfaced to me that I am okay. It's going to be okay. Whatever 2024 or 2025 or whatever brings me, I'm going to come through it because I've got God with me every single step of the way. If I... If it's a situation where I am in desperate need of wisdom, the Lord of heaven and earth who's with me will give me the wisdom that I need. He promises that in his word. James yes. 1, 5. Yeah. Check it out. We should, you know, we should be courageous about life. We don't need to be afraid. In fact, he commands us, right? Do not be afraid. 
Because of course we are. <laughs> we are afraid. We talk a lot about this. The last couple of weeks, we talked a lot about us being sheep, being like sheep and how often scripture says that, but we don't need to be freaking out. And the thing that I've learned about myself is so often when I am freaking out, it's because I'm envisioning my future or a specific conversation or a day or an event or whatever without God. Like I'm thinking about it, like how am I going to handle it and how's this going to go down? And I'm not factoring in the fact that God is going to be right there with me in the middle of it. Stop doing that. <laughs> you are just <laughs> full of piffy little bits of information. This, this is morning, good. Aren't you? I'm just trying to, this is fun. This is fun to hear from, from you. Thanks. So I'm just, I'm feeling more and more safe in the Lord. And that is giving me courage. And one of the verses that I love that makes me feel so secure is Isaiah 41, 13. It says, for I'm the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. And I absolutely love that the language in this verse is real time. Who takes hold of your right hand, not who took hold of your right hand, not even who will take hold of your right hand, but like right here, right now, God's saying, He's just extending his hand saying, go ahead, take me, take me by the hand. I'm going to walk you through this. And you don't need to be afraid because I'm right here. That comes up in the Lectio 365 devotional a lot. Have you noticed that? Yeah, that verse. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it always just hits me. I'm taking your right hand. Oh, it's so beautiful. Check out that devotional. It's an app. Oh, it's so good. Totally free audio devotional. You can read it too. But I would love to hear what you kind of are taking away from 23. What have you learned? What is, as you just kind of look back, you know, without doing a deep dive, just glancing over the year, what stands out as a learning for you? I'd love to learn from you this morning. 800-968-8930, 800-968-8930 to join the conversation and take this with you into the day. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. You know how people say things and then you're like, and then they're like, no, really? Like somebody says to you, how are you? And you're like, oh, I'm good. Thanks for asking. And they're like, no, no, no. How are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Because we throw around words. Right. Right. So what was the blessing that you just gave? And you're like, I really mean that. Uh, Thanks for sharing your time with us. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Really mean that. I don't know. I think that was it. Yeah. Can you go back and get that recording? (laughs) Real quick, like, can you just pull that up first? No, I think, yeah, some some things that become familiar to us, like, how are you? They become familiar and they kind of just, like, roll over the top, you know? They don't, like, sink in. And sometimes we need to hear the really. You know, this is, this is, I want you to just stop a minute and I want you to receive this. It's not just that I... (laughs) Barry's posture. He's ready to drink it in. Here's the thing. We are so committed to sharing with you every single day just how much God loves you. But yeah, maybe this morning I, I just am asking you to not that, yeah, 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 God loves me. No, 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 no. Don't dismiss it. Just just receive it. God really loves you. I have to admit, I'm a pretty self-sufficient person. I am that way by default, but God is making me, through my life, God-dependent and God-trusting and not self-trusting. Does that make sense? 
Oh, I feel like that's the whole journey of life. Like, that's the whole purpose. He's so trustworthy. I heard Tony Evans once talking about his grandson. You know, he was just a couple years old. And he says, after the service, after the church service, he runs up onto the platform and he stands at the edge of the platform. And Tony says, you know, jump, jump to Papa. And he's like, no, I can't. I'm scared. I'm scared. You know, and he's just encouraged and encouraged him again and again. Come on, I got you. I'm not going to let you fall. You know, and this went on and on and on and on. And Fast forward, he finally had the courage to jump and Papa caught him and he was fine, right? Well, then it became the weekly practice that he would run up on the platform and Papa, Papa, catch me, Papa, catch me. And sure enough, Tony Wood got to the point where he said, that little boy, I had to be paying attention because service was over. He'd run up onto the platform, no warning whatsoever, just Peter Pan yeah. on the stage, you know? And and he said, but he, he learned, he learned over time that Papa would catch him and I just feel like that is the whole story of life, right? Like we are just, we're in the process of learning. Some of us, no, no, backing away from the edge, right? And others flinging ourselves <laughs> completely trusting. And and maybe some of us doing both on the same day, right? Sure. There are moments when we're, when we're like, okay, God, where else would I go? I'm flinging myself on you. And then there are moments when we want to be self-sufficient and, and we hold on tight to the things that matter most to us and we have a hard time letting go. But he's so trustworthy. He's so good. Papa's going to catch you every time. Thanks for letting Barry and Shauna walk the real-life journey with you. The content from the Barry and Shauna podcast comes from their live show, Barry and Shauna Mornings on 89.3 Moody Radio, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Reach out to us by texting 800-968-8930 and please subscribe.